0: So if you have your Bible, and I hope that you do, join me in Jonah chapter 1. If you don't have a Bible, that's okay. You can use your phone. We have some Bibles in the back. Feel free to get one of those if, if you need it. And uh, I'm, I'm going to share a few things with you, just kind of setting up what we're talking about this morning to give you an opportunity to find the book of Jonah. Some of you may have turned right to it. Lucky. Um, some of you may take a second. There's a table of contents if you need it. Use that. That's what that thing is there for. They put those in books for a reason. But I've got a question for you while we start this morning, and it's it's kind of it's it's ironic. I won't say it's funny, but it's funny and it's really ironic. That This has been in the works for a while and here we are in May And we're going to talk about Jonah and the question for us this morning as we get started is Rhetorical in a sense, but also at the same time I bet we'll get a little bit of a response But do you guys know that there's a whole lot of stuff going on in the world around us? Do anybody know that? I, I don't I don't know if you do but let, let's run down kind of a list of some of the stuff that's going on and in This is even outside of, of our families and what's going on in our families and in our personal lives in the world around us um, There's there's this whole invasion of Ukraine Y'all have heard of, that this is going on. Yeah, Russia has invaded Ukraine. There's this lingering pandemic called COVID and the results of COVID. And I heard on the news the other day that in the fall, there may be another surge. Hush, right there, stop. Um, There is staggering inflation. Did y'all know that? And gas prices are through the roof. I mean, I paid $4.10 a gallon for gas yesterday. And it was down a penny. The stock market, The stock market is going the wrong way, if if y'all haven't noticed that. The stock market's going the wrong way, and my retirement is just burning. It's not hurting anymore. It's burning. I don't know about yours. Uh, There's supply chain shortages around the world. Baby formula right here around us right now. Uh, There's political debates and even hatred over issues surrounding human rights. Did y'all, y- y'all know that stuff is going on? Um, racial tension, racial, racial divides, workforce shortages, minimum wage battles, all forms and craziness uh, and violence that's going on around us. The world is a mess, right? All around us, the world is absolutely a mess. And here's what this all comes down to. It all comes down to the sin and brokenness in the world simply comes down to the sin and the brokenness in the world and there's lots of different ways to even think about and and look at brokenness there's social economic spiritual of course and that's what we're talking about that spiritual brokenness physical brokenness just just all kinds of things that are going on around us and and here's another question that's kind of part two of that first question I asked about, did you know there's a lot of stuff going on? Who, who to you, and don't answer this one, but just think with me, You know who's, who's screaming the loudest with all of this stuff that's going on and all of these things that we hear all the time? Who's screaming the loudest? Whose opinion is being heard the most? Who do you agree with? Who do you disagree with? And, and let, let's dig a little bit deeper because these questions are just, I hope you can kind of see we're, we're going a little bit deeper. Do you care for the people behind the voices? Or is your opinion already formed and your decision made about them and it's, it's sealed? Do you, do you even... Do you even hear? Do you even care? A little bit deeper. What if God called you to work right in the middle of them? What if God called you to work right in the middle of them and deliver his message of love, forgiveness, and redemption? What if? Here's the punchline. And this is even painful sometimes for us. He already has. He's already called us to do that. And he continues to call us to go and to serve and to work right in the middle of everything that's going on around us. In his time. And in his way, he calls us all to the places that are places in our opinions that we want to avoid. Let that sink in for a second. In his time and in his way, he calls us to places that are those places in our opinion that we want to avoid. We make excuses we pass judgment first right all the time all around us we're passing judgment and we create all sorts of reasons not to go and do what he's called us and sent us to do anybody else besides me I'll be the first one to raise my hand this this morning this is we're we're starting a series we're going to spend the rest of May, it'll be three weeks, we're going to spend the rest of May in the book of Jonah and walk through the book of Jonah. There's four chapters, uh, but we're going to, we'll do this in three weeks today. We're only going to look at chapter one. And, and today is, it, it's going to be maybe a little bit tough on us. And I want you to understand that, tough on us. I'm not taking myself out of this equation, and I'm not taking myself out of this discussion. I'm talking to me first, and then sharing this with you because we need to take a look at this. And um, it's some of it may, some of it may, just hurt. But I think that I honestly think that's how God works in our lives. He gives us those, those reminders, and he gives us those sometimes swift kicks uh, to, to remind us and take us back and to get us back into gear doing what he's, what he's already called us and sent us to do. And again, I can't speak for any of you. I can only speak for me. And there's a lot of stuff going on around us. And there's a lot of stuff that has been going on in my heart lately. And in some of the things, some of the things that I hear myself saying. This is is what I'm saying when I see and I hear and I wonder about the stuff around us. Well, they ought to. anybody else? Well, well, they they ought to, they should. Or God, I wish somebody would. That one hurts a lot. And then I've even said, God, why don't you? And then he asked. And, and he has asked me this lately. And this, again, this whole, this whole series, this has been in the works for a while. But it's, it's the title of our series, and it's the question that, that God should be asking us. And I know that he's asking me. He, he, when I'm asking him these questions and I'm making these statements and giving him my opinions, I hear so clearly well, what did I send you for? What did I send you for? And see, that question, the answer to that question is, is not just mine, even though I'm, I'm talking about me, you know, and it's, it's not just because I moved to Austin to plant a church. And and yes, God sent Karen and I to do this, but the question is for all of us as believers. And that question, that call, that... That commandment from God came from and on that very day at that very time when we surrendered our lives to Christ. And I'll take you back again, and I've used this verse so many times, but take you back again to John 13 and verse 34. Words of Jesus Christ, our commandment, love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. That's that's a call, that's a command, that's being sent to do the work of Christ. We don't get to form opinions, and we we don't get to tell God what he ought to be doing. He's called us and sent us, and again, it has nothing to do with me moving to Austin to start a church This is for us as believers. He's called us and is sending us to work right where we are. In a shop, in a school, in an office, in retirement, on a construction site. It doesn't matter. He has called us to love people, to love the people that we seem, Heath seems to talk about and question about all the time because of all the stuff going on around us. And instead of it being, well, God, you ought to do this, it should be, Heath, step in to where I've sent you and share my love just like I've asked you to do. And he wants the world to know. He Wants the world to know his love and his forgiveness. That's what he wants. Even as we're going to look at in in Jonah now, even our Nineveh, even those places we want to run from, that's where God has sent us and is sending us to do. His work. So let's go to Jonah chapter one, and let's let's start our journey through just chapter one today, um, and, and see what uh, see what we can find in the words. And let's start with the first um, three verses. The Lord gave this message to Jonah, son of Amittai, get up. And go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it. Because I have seen how wicked the people are. But Jonah got up. And went in the opposite direction. To get away from the Lord. He went down to the port of Joppa. Where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. He bought a ticket. Went on board. Hoping to escape the Lord. By sailing to Tarshish. Let's dig in a little bit now. Just to give you, and, and, and these kind of things are important for me, and I won't, I won't spend a lot of time on them, but for you to kind of understand Nineveh and the city of Nineveh and the importance of this old city. Um, we can find the beginning of this city in Genesis chapter 10. The city was built by Nimrod. Uh, and that's his name. Look that up. Uh, it was built by Nimrod, who is a descendant of Noah's son, Ham. So this is an old city. This is an ancient city. Very soon from the time of this writing, very soon to be the Asian Empire, the capital of Asia, that country that was feared and hated by so many, especially Especially the Israelites today Nineveh is in or is the modern city of Mosul Iraq if you're wondering where Nineveh is you can Google and look and see where where this is at the at the intersection of some important rivers and at the Intersection of some important trade routes. I mean this city was a a happening place And soon to be again the capital of the the Assyrian Empire. Big city, lots of power, lots of money, lots of prestige. Lots of sin. Cruel city. City full of idolatry. Jonah doesn't tell us a lot about the city of, of Nineveh, but another prophet does, Nahum. If you've read this in, in the Bible, uh, things that Nahum um, describes for us in his book, evil, there's lots of evil plots against God, uh, exploitation of the helpless, cruelty in war. The, they're just cruel when they conquer and, and take over places. Again, idolatry, prostitution, witchcraft. And again, for Jonah, He hated the Assyrians. And the last place that he wanted to go was Nineveh. Because in his opinion, and and catch these things as we talk about Jonah and bring it to today and bring it to us. And again, this is not, this chapter is not as much fun. But in Jonah's opinion, these people were the least deserving of God's favor. That's, that's what he thought. They didn't deserve it. They didn't deserve to know God's love. They didn't deserve to, go, to know God's forgiveness. Jonah wanted to see vengeance. He wanted to see in his mind justice. You know, that question that I told you sometimes, I'm, I'm or statement I'm saying to God, well, God, you ought to. You know, I'm, I'm passing judgment and, and saying, well, you just ought to go and do that and just take care of them because that's what they deserve. I mean, that's exactly what Jonah thought of the Ninevites and of the Assyrians. He didn't want any part of what God was calling them to do, even though God had a very specific plan. Jonah had a different idea. He got in the boat, right, and went the opposite direction. Tarshish is west from where he was. Nineveh is northeast. I mean, it's like he's he's gone, and it tells us in the word he's getting away from God. He's out here. He doesn't want any part of the call because for Jonah, just simply put, Jonah was afraid that the people of Nineveh would actually repent. They would actually repent. They would actually see their their ways and come to know God and be like Him. In a nutshell, for for Jonah, that was the train of thought. Well, if I go and I share the love of God, then they're just they're going to be like me, and and I can't I, I just I can't, I can't stand that. That just that can't be, and that represents us today. It represents. Israel in that time and their resistance and reluctance to share God with the people around them the the Gentile people the people outside of of the Jewish culture Um, And through Abraham we see in Genesis chapter 12 through Abraham God's promise through Israel That was that all people on earth would be blessed through Abraham so the the Israelites were called to share to share God with the world around them not to hold on to it and to keep it to themselves But that's what they had begun or not begun That's what they were doing and that's how Jonah was acting and he didn't want these people to know God's favor. He just didn't want him to know and like Jonah, we tend so often to go in the opposite direction from God's call and to run away and we'll say all kinds of stuff when we do this. Heath says all kinds of stuff when he does this. God is just asking too much of me. I can't do that He's just wanting me to do too much. And maybe maybe for Jonah, maybe for us, maybe for me it's fear or it's anger or, or it's an opinion. Well, they're just not worth it. But we know, oh my gosh, we know from the word and from the truth that that is absolutely not true because God sent his son For the world so that they would know but we form our own opinions and then we run like Jonah ran and we get into worse trouble than if we had just done what God had asked us to do and what he's sending us to do and what he's called us to do the first time because that cost of running if we measure that cost man it can be it can be really really High, and it was really high for Jonah. We're not going to get there this week, uh, but that cost was, was really high for them in, in the moment. And it's better for us just to follow what God has called us to do and not to fight and not resist and not to run away, but just do. And I know that's easy to say, but that's the best Thing that we can do and let's let's move forward in in jonah chapter one uh verses four through 17 um i'm not going to for time i'm not going to try to read all of these verses but we're going to look at a, a a few of them just to to highlight some things for us that that are really really important in this process of of Following God versus running from what God has called us to do. Uh, back in uh, chapter 1, verse 4. But the Lord hurled a powerful wind over the sea, causing a violent storm that threatened to break the ship apart. Uh, fearing for their lives, the desperate sailors shouted to their gods for help and threw the cargo overboard overboard. To lighten the ship. But all this time, all this time, Jonah was sound asleep down in the hold. He was sound asleep down in the bottom of the ship. And a couple of of takeaways for us in this. Our actions, when it comes to God's call, our actions or our lack of actions, like in Jonah's case, man, it can put other people in danger. And I'm not talking about on a ship in the ocean in the middle of the storm, but in the world around us, what we do or what we don't do can endanger other people, can put other people in harm's way. And for me, the question is, what are we communicating to the world around us? We confess and profess to be believers, but then sometimes the world can see us In the storms and in the messes, and hear the words coming out of our mouths as we run away from what God is calling us to do, and what are we communicating to the world around us, and how are we influencing people around us? The question for us as we're sharing our story that's God's story does that story take a hit? A punch to the gut when we're not living as we say we are and as not living as who we are. Remember my saying, I've said this to you before. Everywhere we go, everywhere we go, we should share Jesus with others. And when we get the opportunity, we should use words. I'm not saying cower away from speaking the truth. But everywhere we go, our lives should be a reflection and an example and should speak of the love of Christ. Everywhere we go. And that will give us those opportunities to share truth. But if our life is communicating something other than the love of Christ chances are really high that we'll never get the chance to use our words because we've caused damage to people around us always be mindful of that and then i stopped in verse 5 catch catch what's going on with jonah And I hope this for us is not a reality. Jonah is asleep in the hold, in the middle of a storm that's a result of him running and not doing what God has called him to do. And what's he doing? He's asleep. Man, that speaks volumes about his heart, about his conscience, because he's just simply not worried about what's going on in the lives of others and just he's okay he's he's running he's not in line with God what God has called him to do and he's justified everything that it's okay I'm going to run I'm going to get away and he's not even giving it a second thought I I wrote this in my notes and I didn't know how to to, to share it with you and I'm even kind of staggering on a little bit right now but we can't be that numb and that dumb. We just can't be that way. We know what God has done in our lives and our hearts and how he's changed us. We know and we just can't, I don't, we just can't put that to the side or on the shelf and just forget about it. it that, I, I don't know how he went to sleep. I don't know how the ache and the pain in his heart for what he wasn't doing wasn't just tearing him apart. But we see him asleep. In the ship, don't go to sleep. <laughs> don't go to sleep. And then let's move down verses um, nine through twelve. Jonah answered, uh, "This is uh, after he's been awakened and he's he's being asked lots of questions by the crew." Uh, Jonah answered, "I'm a Hebrew and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven." who made the sea and the land. The sailors were terrified when they heard this, for he had already said that he was running away from the Lord. Why did you do it? They groaned. And since the storm was getting worse all the time, they asked him, what should we do to stop this storm? Truth for us right here in in. we see it in Jonah, and we can see it in ourselves sometimes too. Running, nonchalant about it, seems really not to be worried, uh, just numb to, to what is going on, but claiming to love God and to chase after God. We can't claim and seek God's love and run from him at the same time It's impossible to do those things at the same time. There's an old southern saying about Riding two horses that I won't share with you this morning, but you'll understand it. You can't do both You're in love with God, and you're chasing hard after him or you're not Jonah is sharing with these guys like he's able to do both. And, and for me, the, these guys, I, I think a question that they're probably thinking and asking and, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not seeing it in the word. You know, they're, they've got to be standing there thinking and wondering, well, are you following him or are you running from him? I mean to me that would be that would be the question I would be asking well How how can you say that and you were this, you know, are, are you following him? Are you running him? It's not a Jekyll and a Hyde thing for us in our relationship and our our commitment to God We we're either and 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 again one of those one of those hard statements. We're either all in or we're not in period We're either all in or we're not in. And then the chapter wraps up, moving down, uh, verse 14. Then they cried out to the Lord, Jonah's God. Oh, Lord, they pleaded. These are the sailors. Don't make us die for this man's sin, and don't hold us responsible for his death. Oh, Lord, you have sent this storm upon him for your own good reasons then the sailors picked Jonah up and threw him into the sea and the storm stopped at once the sailors were awestruck by the Lord's great power and they offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him in verse 17 and this is actually exactly gonna be the verse we'll start with next week verse 17 now the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah and Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights and again that's that's where we're going to start next week but let's look quickly verses 14 through 16 that we just read because just a second ago we talked about how our actions or lack of action can cause damage In The hearts and the minds of people around us, but there's also the other reality and not the reality that we ought to be living in Not the habit that we ought to be uh, Pursuing but God is able God is able to use our mistakes and to redeem our mistakes and even redeem our lack of judgment to help others come to him. Our actions can cause harm, but God can redeem those things, but that's not, that shouldn't be our go-to. Well, yeah, okay, I, I messed up, but God will take care of that. No, we shouldn't put that on God to do because the lives that we live should be a reflection of who he is to us, and it brings us right back to where we started. There's a whole lot going on around us that we cannot run from, and we cannot, we just cannot deny people the opportunity to know the truth. And it brings up a question, and I bet somebody in the room is thinking, well, does this mean that I need to go to every rally, to every demonstration, uh, to every this or that, to, to give to every cause that, that, and just try to take everything on myself? And the answer is yes, no, and for sure not necessarily. We're sent. We're all sent to share God's love and by our lives we're communicating to the people around us. All that we can do is live in his love and share his love and listen to him and follow where he sends us. Even even against our better judgment or our comfort we can't fix everything we can't fix everyone but we can go and live our lives for him especially 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 Those places and as we categorize those people That don't deserve it because God's love is for Everyone and he wants everyone to know second Peter 3 9 the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think He's being patient He does not want anyone to be destroyed but wants everyone to repent and for us and our submission to to his call is to take his love and to share his love with people all people and in places all places all places without excuse without limits without restrictions and without hesitation we don't get to run the other direction first we may try (laughs) we ought to not try we just need to head into what God has called us to do And I'll say it this way, especially when it's not comfortable. Because here's the cool thing about the way God works. He'll give us us some easy assignments. He will. He'll give us some of those easy opportunities. But he's also going to give us and send us to places that... When we look at it in our minds and with our opinions our first response is there's no way I'm going there, and there's no way. I'm doing that and there's no way. I'm talking to them, and they don't deserve to hear this But I'm telling you If you'll step into those and trust him just trust him And and I'll even say it this way Test Him. And I know that, that, that doesn't come across real well because we're not supposed to test God. Maybe I should say try Him. If He's calling you, He's prepared you. And He's made a way for you. So give it a shot. And just see what happens when you step in and you go to Nineveh. And just see how He uses you to change lives around you and change the direction for people around you in their hearts and in their lives. But you've got to trust Him and you've got to go. You've just got to go. Our answer is yes. The day again, the day we surrendered our lives to Christ, we said yes. We said, like Isaiah did, here am I, send me. And all of our mission fields look different. But God has us all placed in a unique opportunity to share His name and His love. And then He's going to send you somewhere else and use you somewhere else and grow you, but... Work where you are. Trust Him where you are. And let Him use you where you are. Let's pray together this morning. And and Joe and Lisa, you guys come on up and and we'll worship together again. But Father, this morning, God, we do. We love you so much. And God, there's, there's so many things... There's just so many things going on around us, that God, it's it's so easy. It really is. It's just so easy to get lost in the mess, to be confused, uh, Father, to even to even just want to give up. And God, I pray for us that you wouldn't. You just wouldn't allow us to be comfortable not following you. And you wouldn't allow us to even have that thought. And God, I pray for each of us as, as we go out from here and as we work and serve and do all of the things that you've sent us to and gifted us to do, God, that we would always remember and be mindful of your call on our lives, our surrender to you, and God, that we would trust you to use us exactly where you have us placed. God, again, show us just how big you are. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Just all stand up.